This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Eric Frankel. If you haven't heard of him before, you should know him. He's an innovative business leader with a proven track record in both traditional media and new and emerging technologies. He's the CEO and founder of a company called AdGreets, the industry's leading SaaS video personalization platform that is disrupting the $560 billion advertising marketplace by empowering brands worldwide to build stronger relationships with customers and exponentially increase engagement. Eric, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I'm ready to take it from the top. Ad greets. How are you doing this? How are you disrupting the market and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Um, brands pay us tens of thousands of dollars a month in the low tens of thousands of dollars a month to take their advertising from what we call one size fits all that doesn't really fit anyone to hundreds of thousands or millions of unique versions that talk to Nathan on Tuesday about his baseball cap and black T-shirt. And how does it do that? If someone sends you one video, let's say this is my face right now, a recorded message, and how do you make my lips move to say John or Sam or Susie? Well, we don't really. There's a whole creative process. What it's really about is that you and I don't really want to see a commercial today, I'm going to assume, Nathan, that's talking to us about dresses and pocketbooks and women's jewelry, but the same thing. Well, not me, Eric. I don't know about you, though. Yeah, me neither. Look (laughs) at the beard. Um, I can't get away with it, Nathan. So- So, but the same department store sells black t-shirts and blue jeans and cool sneakers that you and I like and baseball caps and whatever. So we literally work with the creative process and literally make thousands and thousands of variables that all get connected and make a cohesive message based on data. So it knows you're Nathan, it knows what city you're in, it knows what day it is when you're watching. And based on seven different kinds of data, we'll talk to you about in this particular case um products that that store sells in a video we, in a video format in a video format okay got it so 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 the ceo or whatever head of product records 20 videos and then you know that if a customer has tags x y and z they should get video three at this time on this day so briefly we just did one last week for nissan they have a mailing list of hundreds of thousands of customers which of the 13 model Nissans over which of the 10 years um, they own. So we're talking to you about your 2013 Rogue or Altima. We know you're in Toronto. We know you bought your car at Toronto Nissan. And there are about eight different variables to get together. There'd be 6 billion different versions. And that one's done with voiceover graphics and various images of cars driving. Okay. So it's not in the video format. It's not a talking head saying, hey, I know you bought this in Toronto a year ago. Do, do, do. You use other more scalable forms of text over video or something to create the customization. The answer is we use whatever the brand and their creative entity wants them to use. So yes, we do have Olympic 
athletes and we do have Lady Antebellum telling you why Oreos are great. But then we also just have a card that comes up that says, Nathan, we hope you're not going to miss the big sale at blah, blah, blah. And where the local retailer is, that's a mile from your house and so on and Got so it. forth. So how many, any, any and all creative, I'm auspicious. How many customers have you scaled to today? Um, we've done this for about 80 you know, Fortune 500 brands all around the world, all different languages. Okay, and if I take 80 times that you said a minimum of 10 grand a month, I mean, that's 800 grand a month. Is that generally accurate? Um, no, we're doing, We're last year we did a couple of million dollars up from about half of that the year before, up from about half of that the year before. And the business has gone from a, Nathan, get away from me, kid, you bother me, I don't want to hear anymore, to a, hey, this sounds really interesting are you available to walk me through how this works tomorrow? And then hopefully the next one is, hey, we want to sign up. And then we go from dozens of clients to hundreds to yeah. thousands. What's it cut? You said a couple million in, in, in 2016. Are we, I mean, we're talking like three million? Um, no, we're talking about literally a couple, two. Two million okay. in 2017, half of that in 2016, half of that in 2015. And I'm hoping that we'll do more than double 2017's revenue in 2018. We already have most of 2017's revenue already booked. So you, du you doubled in 2017, 100% year over your growth rate. Oh, 100% the last couple of years in a row. That's yes. great. Bootstrapped or have you raised capital? Um, raised uh, $10 million from smart industry leaders <laughs> and myself. Why, why did you decide to raise if you have your own um, capital? Um, well, I don't have that much capital. I was the former president of Warner Brothers Television Distribution and spent 20 some odd years there and did quite well, but uh, needed more money than I had in case I was wrong so that my children could still go to college and, and my wife and I could still go to dinner. Um, so, you know, I put in about two million bucks and we raised another eight million from some terrific, smart uh, well-known executives from around the U.S. One of those executives goes, Eric, listen, I don't want to be your insurance policy. If you're not confident in this thing to put in more money, why do you want my money to serve as your just-in-case money? How do you I, how do you counter that? Um, that's not really what happened. I, I sat down with a stranger who's one of the leading entertainment lawyers in the world who turned to me and said, Eric, I may be the lawyer too, and I could name 15 huge executives and celebrities that you and all your listeners would be familiar with. He said, but you know what I really like to do, Eric? I really like to invest in cool new businesses with people like you. And he said, I'm in. Got and then it. he other friends and other friends and other friends. The next thing we know, we had 10 million bucks and we were off to the races. Okay. And now I assume that was priced equity round. Yeah. What valuation did you negotiate? And was that pre-revenue or no? Um, no, well, that was pre that was pre-revenue. And off the top of my head, because it's already about six years ago, we raised $10 million at, I don't know, $16 million um, valuation. Pre-money or post? Pre-money or post. That was um, post. Okay, post. So, so you were valued at $6 million in pre. You raised ten, so you were $16 million post, which means you sold over 50% of the company. We, we sold, yes, I own about... I own a little less than a third of the company. Got it. And now today, if you're doing about a $2 million run rate, that's about 160 grand per month, I assume, across 80 customers. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Okay. And walk me through, uh, you mentioned like the Nissan example. They seem very campaign driven. Do you have a churn problem? Um, well, it's, well, I wouldn't call it a problem. The trick is, or the goal is to convince brands, which we're doing quite well, 
that this is a 12 month a year business. This isn't Merry Christmas. This isn't Halloween. This is, hey, Nathan, we haven't seen you for a while. Come on in. Hey, Nathan, um, the new cars are in. Hey, Nathan, your favorite black T-shirt's on sale. And how do you converse and how do you do things that are relevant, that build stronger relationships versus weaken the relationship and make you and me want to spend more money with that brand or have a greater affinity since, as you know, most of us don't have tremendous affinities to brands because they're not conversing with us, they're speaking at us, or they're doing things with static images. Mm-hmm. Aren't you trying to solve a problem though that you have no control over? What I mean by that is I'm only gonna buy a car once every 10 years. A t-shirt might be once a month. So the car company might churn because they don't need a lot of life cycle, you know, customized messages versus the clothing company needs a lot. So they're gonna be stickier. Do you see that pattern? And if so, does that frustrate you? Um, no. So the answer is that there are, there's ads that are prospecting, there are ads that say thank you. There are ads that say you might need a tune-up. And there are ads asking you to come in for, uh, for, uh, to check out the new model or that your lease is up, Nathan, in 89 days and you have some decisions to make. So the logic is it's always a better mousetrap. What town are you in today, Nathan? Austin, Texas. Right. So it's always a better mousetrap to sit here and whether we say Nathan or whether we say there's never been a better time in Austin than this Tuesday or this weekend to test out the new Toyota Prius and then remind you where your Prius dealership is, ask you to click a link. And when we do that, surprise, surprise, we get 225% more people to click, set up an appointment for 11 a.m. on Saturday, Nathan, and now you're pregnant. And now there's a really good chance you're gonna come in and test drive it which doesn't happen in the same manner from the awareness spot that just tells you it's a great commercial. Guys, I just bought a brand new three bedroom, three bath in Austin, Texas. I'm going to Airbnb it and make probably two or three grand a month in passive income. It's gonna be an unbelievable investment. But one of the first steps is I have to like buy mattresses, right? I have to get a bed for the extra rooms. And you know, I like a great deal and I didn't wanna spend a ton of money on this. So I decided to go with Casper. They have affordable prices because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to the consumer. I mean, you guys have heard me interview these brands that are doing this direct-to-consumer model. So I also wanted to test it out. And I also like that Casper basically allows me a you know 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial and a no-hassle return if I'm not completely satisfied. In addition, they made it easy for me to purchase. They do free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. Now, when the mail guy dropped this off, I go, Mr. Mailman, are you sure? That's like a small box. How do they do that? They fit a king size in this box and I'm going, okay, this is gonna be interesting tonight. So I unpack this thing, I open it, I lay it down on my rug here on my second floor bedroom and I go, okay, I'm gonna sleep on it tonight, see how it does. This mattress gave me all the support my body could possibly need in all the right places. And I'm thinking, Lord have mercy. If a mattress can hug me like this while I sleep, I never have to date. I could just build my business, make a lot of money, and never worry about relationships again. No, I'm just kidding, but this thing is a great mattress. It's designed, developed, and assembled in the US, which I love. I encourage you guys to go grab your own, even just to experience Casper's business model. To get started, you can really start sleeping ahead of the curb with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. 
Again, get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. What's your CAC? What are you paying to acquire one of these big customers? Um, don't really, we don't really look at our business that way. What we have is we have a number of people, including myself, and on an average week, we literally, prop, we write about 50 letters to new prospects, um, and we write second, third, and fourth letters to about 150 people that we previously wrote to trying to get meetings set up, and it's pretty hot. We can barely keep up with them. We're doing about 15 to 24 meetings where we do custom presentations, and we show you your existing commercial, the better version. Your existing Facebook, the better version. Your so what's exi- your, Eric, what's your team size today to be able to handle all those letters? Um, so the team size today is about 17 people. We started with 38, and like many, many startups, we're very transparent here. What um, year was year one, Eric? Um, year one was, 20, was uh, 2010. Okay. We started off selling personalized birthday cards, e-invites, ringtones, and so on. So your phone would ring and it would say, yo, Nathan, it's some recording artist. Answer your phone. It's your friend Eric calling. And we didn't like after a while selling $3 items to Nathan and giving $1.50 back to Disney or whomever it might be. And we decided a better model would be. So after about three years, spent a year building the platform, a couple of years doing that. And then we pivoted like many, many startups, um, taking $33,000 from brands a month versus selling you a $3 toy um, and giving a buck 50 back to the yeah. right side. Now today though, if you've got 80 customers and about 2 million run rate, they're each paying about two grand per month, right? No, no, because we don't have 80 customers. That's how many we've been through. Got it. It's how many do you serve today? And we, so we do about 10 in any month and about six um, full-time um, you know, um, year-long contracts with more coming on regularly. So yeah. a Nissan has to test it and do a couple of months with us, see the success before they realize, um, you know, what the what the benefits are of doing yep. it 12 months a year. Well, so Eric, when I hear that, that you've gone through 80, but you have 10 today, I mean, you are more like an agency than you are a SaaS model. That's what, I mean, I imagine a lot of my listeners aren't thinking that right now and they're going, he better ask Eric about that. Sure. Um, no, well, you know, we do a lot of agency-oriented things, but primarily this takes more work than delivering one commercial to the CBS television network. And a lot of brands and a lot of people at those brands aren't ready yet to roll up their sleeves. Nathan, I helped invent video on demand and I spent 10 years knocking on the doors of all of the cable and satellite executives. And for nine years, they would say, what are you talking about? Nathan's happy to watch NCIS tonight at nine o'clock. And we said, no, the future of television is the ability for Nathan and everyone else to have 100, 1,000, 20,000 choices. And after nine years, we finally helped everyone find religion. And that will happen in this exact same way. So people come back and they do a test and they say, oh, we get it now. Sorry, it's taken us two years. We now have the manpower, the data, uh, the time. But Eric, why don't they stick? They do it once and then leave. Because it's heavy lifting and it's a lot more work. So all the better reason to keep paying you. Um, well, they have to do a lot of work. Data isn't clean. So everyone's just getting into the data business. So for example, things like e-commerce, 
know who their customers are, know what they buy, so on and so forth. Um, but it's like anything new. I've done this because I'm older than you, Nathan, and because I spent 28 years at Warner Brothers inventing cable and paid television and video on demand and all of these things. I have a history of seeing how new products evolve. And the answer is they evolve a lot less quickly than the entrepreneur behind them would like in most cases. And the interviews that you do where a brand goes up like that frequently go down in the same manner. So most of this is hard work, long-term commitments, um, and a lot of, you know, elbow grease. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out though, is a lot of the CEOs that I'll interview, their stacking functions are better. In other words, all the, all the hundred, I'm going to use your example, all the 150 letters they sent out last month, uh, those people they know will stay with them for three, four, five, ten 10 years, which then frees up time for them the next month to keep stacking on top of it. What I hear you saying, I mean, you are very much in a mouse wheel. You have to write and prospect every month to, to close more, you know, grub so that you can eat the next month. And, and which obviously takes up your time and, and then disenables you to kind of go high level and focus on changing the whole industry. Cause you're, cause you're focused on the tactics. How do you think about that? No, what we really are is Johnny Appleseed and no one's ever eaten an apple. And we're walking around the world and saying, if you plant these seeds, you get this tree and you get these great results. But they don't and stick. That's the problem. So they, they don't see them as great results for whatever uh, reason. Well, a lot of them do. And we're happy with eight and eight will go to 16 and we'll go to 64 and we'll go to hundreds. And, you know, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And yeah, we're and and the other thing is the business that we're in, the tactics that we do evolve. So I'm making it up. You started with email. We're the only person in this business right now who deploys on 18 channels. Um, believe it or not, here here's the good best example. Amazon launched 30 years ago, give or take, and almost every retailer that you know of didn't launch e-commerce for 15 years thereafter. Um, and some of them, all the consumer packaged goods companies don't even offer e-commerce today. So it takes people a long time to grasp. And even if Unilever does a little e-commerce experiment here, doesn't mean they have religion and they're really in the business, even though somebody named Amazon or whatever is, is, is the 800 pound gorilla. So you can't assume, um, it, there's not as much logic as you would think um, that just because you like a hamburger, you're going to eat a hamburger every night and you're going to have millions of people eating hamburgers. Yeah. But I mean, you've been around one third the time that Amazon has, right? You launched in 2010. So what I'm just trying to figure out is, is this more, I mean, you strike me as a very creative guy. I'm just trying to figure yeah, no, out. We're just celebrating, um, our, our eighth anniversary. Yeah. I mean, people are bar- Eric, though, people are buying, they're buying you. I mean, they're buying you and your creative genius. I mean, that's what they're buying. No, they're buying, they're buying the concept, which is hard um, to embrace for some of them that you and I don't want to know about dresses and we don't want to know about lipstick and we want to know about what we like and we want ads that are entertaining, compelling and activating. And, and many, many people say, why would I change? And that's why we're seeing many, many popular stores that we know close hundreds of outlets sure. Sure. Um, and, Eric, we're, run, we're running out of time and I want to get this one yeah. last question in. Um, sure. do, do you feel stuck? In other words, to get a return for your shareholders, you've got to sell for well north of 16 million bucks just to get the money back and be even. Uh, you're at 2 million right now. So that'd have to be an 8x AR, which would be incredible for you to get considering the churn rate. Do you, do you ever feel stuck? Never feel stuck at all. Feel optimistic. Here's the best way to explain it that I think you'll get, Nathan, as we close out here is we used to get two inquiries a year. 
hi, I've heard of this thing. This is interesting. We get 10 a week. So the difference between two a year and 520, and it grows every single week. So we're busy teaching the world a new, better, smarter way. Not everyone wants to be smart. It takes a long time to convince people to be smart, but eventually it works. And you end up with thousands of clients at $33,000 a month. And that's what the home run is. Let's and wrap. are very patient. Let's wrap up, Eric, with the famous five. One word answers here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? What's my favorite business book? I don't know off the top of my head. You should have sent me these. Number, number two, <laughs> is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, well, I, you know what? Our whole business, my whole business in prospecting is based on following tons of CEOs and looking for the smart ones who might Eric, just name one you respect in the entertainment industry or in your past. So, I mean, obviously we all, you know, I mean, I was friends with or friendly with, um, with, with Steve Jobs at Apple and he offered me jobs to come and work for him several times. And Jeff Bezos, the two of them, I'm not friends with Jeff Bezos. The two of those I would say are the, are the smartest leaders that we've seen in the last 20 years number in business. Th- number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? What's my favorite online tool for growing our business? Um, I mean, it's, we're, we're, we're nuts and bolts. I mean, we send email letters and then we do presentations on a format called Prezi. That's terrific. That looks great. and makes our product shine. Perfect. Prezi's wonderful. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, I'm actually a huge believer in exercise and sleep. So until recently, where India is blowing up for us. So I'll start doing this at six or seven with Europe and finish at nine and 10 at night with India. But I try to get six, seven hours a night. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? Um, Married, one wife, 30-ish years, and a 19 and 23-year-old um, sons. That's great. And, uh, and how old are you? Um, I am 59, a youthful 59, just back from my four time a week, heavy duty exercise class, which I think helps facilitate this insane lifestyle. Are you stronger? Are you stronger than your sons? Um, no, my 23 year old works out every day because he's into really looking good because he's 23. (laughs) Um, and the 19 year old still has a 19 year old you know, water polo player, swimmer's body. So no, but I do like to take them to my entertainment. I mean, to my workout class, my older one likes it. The other one thinks that all the, well, everyone's too old and he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Even though, by the way, most of the people are 30 years old, but La- for the 19 year old, that's really old and over the hill. Last question, Eric, what do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, what do I wish my 20 self? Um, probably to listen more, speak a little bit less, and, um, and maybe respect the corporate system a little bit more. Why'd you tell Steve Jobs no? Um, well, I was under contract at Warner Brothers at the time, and I said, I can't have this conversation with you. Or if they found out, they could let me go and I'd be out of a job, but it was actually going to work at Pixar and at Warner Brothers, I had 7,000 programs sold on any given day, and he wanted me to handle the one Pixar movie a year, which 7,000 versus one, I wouldn't know what I would do most of the day. Many people say he's a competitive guy. I assume when you told him no, it made him hungrier. What incentives did he try and throw at you to convince you? No, you know what? My, my take on him was rather simple. If you were weak or not that smart, 
He would probably bully and go after you. If you had good ideas and spoke your mind and weren't insecure, he respected you and was quite nice. So all of the horror stories we've heard, I never saw with myself. When he did come to Warner Brothers, I did see him beat up a number of my colleagues. There you guys have it from Eric. Uh, speak a little less, listen a little bit more. Launched company back in 2010, AdGreets. Now 17 people down from 38 as they focus on scaling, doubling year over year. Did about 1 million run rate in 2016, doubled that to 2 million in 2017. Now serve, t- serving about 10 customers, uh, doing about 160, 70 grand per month in revenue. Again, scaling customized greetings based off data sets from these very large companies in a video format and some very interesting tech behind that. Eric, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you for inviting me, Nathan.